When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we are going to talk tennis. I don't know if he's got much input for us on the uh, on the NFL and all the Miami Dolphins. Alistair Hunt joins us. Uh, good morning, Alistair. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Uh, do you have a team in the NFL? No, not really. No, I'm a uh, bit more of a rugby hit, I guess, than than NFL. But uh, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Mate, well, who's, who's your team? Who's your who, who's your super team then? Uh, oh, just Crusaders, mate. You know, being, a, <laughs> being a Canterbury schoolboy, uh, but moving down south to Wanaka, it's not too popular to say that down here either. So I've got to be careful how many people you say. You get a little tongue up at the local if you say that too much. <laughs> Fair enough, too. Fair enough, too, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's, <laughs> how's, how's, the, uh, how's Christmas and New Year's been in the Hunt household, mate? What do you guys get up to over this time of year? Uh, I was lucky enough to get another knee surgery uh, just before Christmas, so I've got a pretty uh, unsymp- unsympathetic wife who sort of <laughs> thinks I should have been up running around pretty quickly, but uh, that wasn't the case. So now I've sort of just been, you know, had the foot up and and just ringing the ringing the maid's bell, which never goes down too well when you're just asking for another sort of croissant or a beer, is it, over Christmas? So, yeah, I got thrown the crutches a few times and just told to get on with life. <laughs> oh, but it's uh, well. I guess uh, the one positive is you had the ASB Classic to to get you through your time on the couch when you weren't dodging your own crutches. Uh, what did you make of uh, this year's edition? <laughs> no, it was great. Great to see it up and going again, wasn't it? And great, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a fantastic event and, and good to get back off the ground. But you know, I just felt so sorry for them with the weather, and mm. you know, obviously. Yeah, there's a lot of people sort of travelled around the country to sort of try and see it and just to, to see the disaster of the weather is just such a shame for them. But, look, they got it done and I think, you know, there was some great tennis there at the end of the day and, and great to see our young guys, you know, trying to get up and going again and get some opportunities against some, you know, obviously top international uh, quality yeah, we saw, of course, the final that uh, Richard Gasquet, he kind of, he, he upset the old fairy tale finish for Cam Norrie, didn't he? Um, but good to see Gasquet playing some good tennis too at this stage of his career. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's probably nearly in the free swing, you know, I think he's probably in the later years, obviously, and he's out here just trying to get ready for Oz, and I'd say every match, you know, I don't know how far away he'd be from retirement, but... Yeah, it's tough when you play a guy who's obviously been that good and he's that talented and you can sort of see, like in his matches, especially in the later stages of that tournament, he he nearly just sort of cuts loose and just plays and whatever happens, happens. And he's so dangerous that it's yeah, it's a bit tough on the other guys if you've got a guy who's really got no fear and just wants to play. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. And Cam Norrie would have had uh, he would have had the home the home crowd support, obviously having been born and bred here, although he, he represents Great Britain. Yeah, I mean, brilliant that he came back and, you know, he's obviously doing a fair bit of stuff around the traps with the local sort of juniors and trying to keep promoting tennis and, you know, look, he had a long time here and a lot of people put time and, you know, effort, money into him, so you know, brilliant that he's come back and, and trying to repay the favour sort of side of it and, you know, I felt so sorry for him, you know, losing that, like I think he'd be pretty disappointed, he was obviously in a pretty commanding position 
in the third there, three love up and couldn't get across the line. I think he'd be pretty disappointed with that and be nice for him to sort of nearly win that home tournament as such. Mate, obviously he, Cam Norrie and Gasket will be off to Aussie now and, uh, and Cam Norrie obviously be favoured to get through plenty of rounds there. Who would you, who would you seize the, your, your smart money's on for the, for the Aussie Open title? Is it, is it Djokovic uh, now allowed back in the country? Is he, uh, is he your hot favourite? I don't know. A lot of guys are talking about that Taylor Fritz, actually. Uh, you know, that cup they had in Australia there, he seemed to be playing pretty well, even though, you know, I mean, Cam actually got him over there, and but was such a high-quality match. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I mean, Djokovic really probably so keen to get across the line and, you know, beat Nadal with these slams, and he'd be trying to find a way, you know, somewhere in the off-season to try and improve and sort of step up. You know, you've obviously got Rudd coming through, these these young guys, and that Runa as well is obviously pretty dangerous. So, you know, there is a really good crop, I think, of these young guys which are, which are starting to catch up, these the older fellas. But it um, is, is pretty tough to go past Djokovic, isn't it, I guess, when the pressure comes on. But we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because, uh, I mean, you know, Rafa Nadal's a defending champion. We've got no Roger anymore. Everybody's, you know, sort of getting old, and, we're, and we're, we continue to wait for them to, to all fall over and that new generation to take over, but it hasn't quite happened just yet. We're starting to see some signs, mate, but, uh, uh, of course, uh, we've got Nick Kyrgios um, over there as well as a bit of a wild card, isn't he? I mean, on his day, he's capable of beating anyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he kicks off, it, you know, anything's possible, isn't it? Including, you know, someone getting off. killed in the crowd or something like that. You know. I, might, I might send my wife over to deal with him. She might settle him down anyway. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, for tennis, it would actually be so cool if he could just if he could go through and win something like that and just, uh, you know, maybe not abuse too many people in the stand and, and smash sort of too many rackets, but it probably keeps the racket company in production anyway. But um, it's, it's just that side, isn't it? Like, he is so talented. And, yeah, I just started watching that Netflix thing, actually, where, um, you know, that break point, this tennis one that's on and, it's interesting sort of the way he goes. He just he seems a nice fella off court, but then once the, the switch flicks, he, he's really just got no filter. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, but it'll be, it'll, you know, I think if he cuts loose over there and goes well, it'll be pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a, Beav, you'd, you'd know this. Uh, it's something in football that are, is known as white line fever. Uh, Alistair, we know plenty of guys who are the nicest blokes in the world off the court. You get them on a football field, and it's a, it's a change of personality. I mean, have you 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 ever had to uh, encounter anybody like a curious in, in tennis in your time? Yeah, there's a few guys around who sort of get it, and it's look, it's always a tough one because you go out and you obviously get, you know, you have a bit of niggle on court, and then uh, you sort of walk off, and everyone thinks it's happy campers a little bit, and it's it's never normally the way, is it? So it's, it's a tough one, but. <laughs> You know, I probably wasn't the nicest guy on court at some stages either. You sort of do what you need to do to try and have a win and then pretend you're sort of all right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Look, he, with Kyrgios, he tries to do a, you know, obviously very family-orientated guy. I think he does a fair bit around his foundation trying to help, you know, a lot of kids, etc. So it's, it's just bizarre. You sort of look at it and think, mate, if you could win a few slams, you know, imagine how much money you'd have to help sort of more people. But... It's uh, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? People sort of deciding whether they either sort of love them or hate them, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's that's the way of the world. Who's, who's the curious of the Chiefs? 
beef. <laughs> yeah, there was no such bad people <laughs> like that running around. Mate. Uh, hey, a few down in the Alistair's Crusaders team, but uh, no, no, none of those in the Chiefs. <laughs> hey, mate, uh, a bit closer to home, obviously, Davis Cup, bringing back uh, Ruben Stephen. What do, you, what do you make of that? No, that's great. Look, Rob's obviously, you know, a fantastic uh, trooper for Davis Cup and been around a long time on the team and and good to have him back. And I think, you know, there's obviously just uh, a few disagreements around sort of contracts and things like that. And that that's life. I think it just happens in, you yeah. know, all sports at the end of the day. And, and that's what it is. So, look, it's great that they've, they've sorted it out. And it's, it's fantastic that the tie's actually back in Christchurch. I think it's, you know, it's one of the, the premium places to play Davis Cup. And there's been some huge ties there over the years. So... Yeah, I was, I was stoked when I heard that it was back in Christchurch. So I think, um, you know, the, the Cantabrians will put on a, a good event and they'll support it as well. So, you know, they always get in behind their tennis and, you know, I'm looking forward to see how the boys go. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I actually was going to ask you about this, mate. I mean, having Ruben back uh, to lead the team is is fantastic. Um, and but you, you kind of you listen to what he has said in, uh, this time around and in the past, and you look at guys like Cam Norrie and, and, and Ben McLaughlin, you wonder how, uh, what sort of state you know we'd be in at Davis Cup level, maybe if there had been a few different decisions made at the at the top end. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I was sort of in there as captain, you know, there was a few sort of head-scratching decisions made at the top and stuff, and it's just, I definitely think there are better ways to to handle, you know, some of these contract negotiations, and, uh, you know, if everyone sort of knows where they stand earlier, you know, in the piece, maybe set these guys up for longer contracts as such, then, you know, I think it takes out the tie-by-tie the tie, uh, problems, which I think they're having, you know, it's pretty hard to negotiate uh, when you need a guy and, and you're trying to sign him up for it and he wants a little bit more than than maybe they're prepared to pay. And it just it doesn't really help, I think, anyone when the, the discussions get to the situations they obviously did with the last tie. Mm. But hopefully, you know, Kelly can maybe get involved a little bit more and, and sign these guys up, you know, I think they should sort of be signed for the year or a couple of years and, and see how they go, not just tie by tie, but that's, you know, that's just my sort of uh, thoughts on it. But hopefully they can get it all sorted. And and with Ruben, you know, leading the ties, sort of one guy that, you know, he can step up and he's proved himself in the past. So, you know, with Davis Cup, it's just an opportunity for, for guys to sort of play above their station a little bit. And, uh, you know, because it's just one match on the day, and you can step up and try and play as well as you can. Obviously, there's a fair bit of pressure there for, for everyone when you're representing your country and you're under the microscope. So it's, it's just a great opportunity to try and step up and uh, and get a good result. Now, we've got um, a bit of depth coming through at the moment. It looks like, with, you know, Ajit Rai, obviously, um, KP, Panu as well. And then you've got uh, the doubles players in Venus and Sitak. Uh, how do you think we're placed, uh, you know, sort of looking down the road for the next five, ten years with depth uh, and guys coming through? And, and what do we have to uh, worry about with Bulgaria? Well, Bulgaria's got a couple of guys that are, well, obviously they've got their top guy, Dimitriov, but he hasn't played, uh, you know, in a few years. So I'm not sure if he'll turn up. Uh, they've got another couple of guys which are top 200 at the moment, so they're obviously playing reasonable tennis. Uh, for our guys, I think it's it's just about the situation of on the day and under the microscope. Can they deal with that pressure and can they play above their you know level a little bit for that day at that time? And that's what it sort of comes down to. And 
for our guys that's obviously trying to get a bit more experience, things like the ASB and getting the exposure and being out in front of the crowds and playing better guys obviously helps. And the more they can get that, the more benefit it's going to it's going to be for, for obviously them and us as a country. Uh, there are some good young guys coming through, and obviously Jeek had a good win at uh, ASB, which is fantastic for everyone. And KP got a great opportunity out there with the wild card. Probably got a little bit of work to do. You know, like he said himself, he was you know, he was blowing out there and pretty tired and legs and that sort of side of it. So that's obviously a little bit of nerves and anxiety and things like that, which um, hopefully someone explained to him what had happened before he sort of went out. But but that's life and a big learning curve for him. But I see that they're carrying a, a few other young guys as well, the greater training squad. So look, it's all just experience in the environment and the more and more they can blood in and get these guys settled and comfortable in that, that arena, then I think it's uh, obviously just going to be a benefit for everyone. Yeah, good stuff, Alistair. Listen, mate, thanks very much for coming on this morning. I uh, hope the knee rehab's going well. Yeah. Is, it, is your oh, knee working good, as well yeah. as your elbow at the moment? Is it? Um, oh, no, elbow's been working pretty well, actually. Yeah, maybe if I lost the 10 kilos I've put on in the last three weeks, then uh, the knee might be better. But anyway, yeah, well, good I'm luck. Sure. I'm sure the wife will have me working pretty hard, so that 10 kilos will come off uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, no time whatsoever, mate. Good stuff. Thanks for coming on, mate. Go well. (laughs) Thanks, gents. Take it easy.